and welcome to Wake Up, Take a Minute with Andrea Holman. I hope you are ready to have a wonderful time today learning about my ministry and others who are encouraging you to grow and show love. In a world of noise, it's hard to know who to listen to and who to tune out. Thank you for your bold choice today listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute with me, your host, Andrea Holman. Hey y'all, this is Andrea Holman. If you would like to learn more about me, my upcoming music releases, speaking events, songwriting, or podcast that's happening now, please go on over to my website at andreaholman.com or you can visit my Facebook at Official Andrea Holman. There you can get all the latest and greatest. Hello and welcome to Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast with your host, Andrea Holman. Hello to you, and I hope you are having a wonderful day today. We are going to be talking about if your life were a board game, what would it be? I think this is pretty funny myself, because for me, picking one would be quite hard, given the factor of where I am in life. I think that there are several that would apply to me. In my current situation, there are so many to choose from. Which one best fits your life right now? What would you choose? Well, I went online and actually found a few board games. And when I say a few board games, I mean a lot because there are a lot of board games if you go out and look for kids, for adults, for couples, all kinds of board games. So if I was to look at some board games right now, you have some famous ones, of course, I'm sure that most all of us know, Connect Four, Scrabble, Monopoly, Checkers, Backgammon, Clue, Sorry, Uno, Yahtzee, you have chess, of course, which has been around forever. There were also classics like Life, Shoots and Ladders, and We Can't Forget Candyland. All of those classic funny games that we knew from when we were children, right? Those games are still around. But there's also new games, at least some new games to me, like Jenga. It's been around for a while, but it wasn't around when I was young, I don't believe. Or if it was, I had no clue what it was. Jumanji, that was one that came later. Mancala, that was one I did not play when I was younger, but I do love that game now. Harry Potter, although the book has been around for a very long time. You have Seven Wonders, Minecraft, Ticket to Ride, The Clack Game, Don't Step in It, Yeti and My Spaghetti, and a newer one called Game of Phones. (laughs) As you can tell, there are many, many board games you could choose from to say that your life mimics at this point in time. My favorite board games as a child stuck with me through life, and I did extend that into raising my kids. So my kids have played Scrabble and Operation, Clue, Monopoly, Shoots and Ladders, Candyland, all of those great fun little games for kids to play. But as we play, we learn about life. And as we learn about life, it's funny to me, looking back, how many of these game boards I played as a child relate to my current life. For instance, Scrabble. Who doesn't love a great game of Scrabble? I have played this game from a very young age, and it's so fun when you're playing games with your kids like this, and they are learning new words. They're building skills. My mother taught me so many words when I was younger through playing this game. You know, it's just like when your child is learning to speak. 
and you repeat these words over and over to them, wanting them to pick up on how you pronounce each letter and get that out of their mouth so you can claim that they have said, Mama or Daddy, we are racing to get those words out of our children's mouths when they are babies. Now, it's fun until it becomes not fun or until it becomes embarrassing because everybody knows that your kids learn words they are not supposed to know and somehow either through TV or a crazy aunt or someone that is just passing them by, they hook on to a word and they can't let it go. I have sweet friends that when their son, who is now almost 18, was little, he was learning how to say the word truck. Now, I'm going to tell you, that was not a good period in their life because he could not say the T-R. He replaced it with a letter that was not a good letter to replace truck with. I will leave that to your imagination. But can you imagine going to church and this little guy trying to teach the other little kids in the Sunday school classroom how to say fire truck? It was not a pretty scene. And they always, always pick the most embarrassing time to say it. It's like they know they have radar. Let me see when the most embarrassing moment could possibly come that I would say this to Anybody that will listen, oh, I know, I'll say it in the middle of church, and I'll stand up on the pew, and I will say truck as loud as I can, but that is not what will come out of my mouth. It will be something else. Horribly embarrassing for any parents, right? And what can you do? There's not a whole lot you can do, except for, A, keep him out of church until you have vanquished the word from his vocabulary. Because he's so young, you have to work with him, right? Or, B, go into hiding and possibly move to a new city. I'm just kidding. No, I really suggest A, right? You have to just work with that child until things get calmed down and he gets a fascination with another word. You introduce new words to him all the time hoping to God he can learn a new song or something and the other word will pass away and die. But it happens. It happens. Even to the best parents, it's horribly embarrassing, but it does happen. Then there is this game. It's called The Floor is Lava. This is a new game. I love it. My kids play this all the time now. They set up, what do they call it? They set up obstacles around the house and they go from couch to floor to table and there's even this new game show out that's called the floor is lava so you got to be able to run and hide and be really swift and agile so the kids are acting crazy and they're going all over the place in the house and they just won't stop it's chaos this reminds me of when the kids are little when they're toddlers learning to walk and crawl and they're getting into everything and they're up and down between the floors especially if you have stairs they are going from the top of the stairs to the bottom of the stairs, and they may spend two and a half months, and that's all they want to do all day long, eight hours a day, until you put them to bed or you feed them. All they want to do is climb up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down the stairs, and it is annoying. Believe me, it's annoying. I had one that was totally fascinated with the stairs. But this reminds me of that time frame when they're very active and running all over the house, and you feel like you are just completely drained of all energy and exhausted so, yeah, the floor is lava, and sometimes I would like to say, yes, Mommy hit the floor. She'll be back in game two. Thank you very much.
Y'all, life can be hard. I'm telling you, it can be a tough road to go, especially when you have those young babies and they're running around all over the place. But don't stop. You just have to keep going. Hello, this is Andrea Holman. You're listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. I wanted to share with you my mission today. My mission is to help others be authentic and grow, to find their Wake Up, Take a Minute moment and step out into their purpose. Remember, be you. I'm taken. The next phase we enter, I like to refer to it as operation. It's operation because it's what can I take away for my kids that will absolutely ruin their life? This is the phase where your children are jabbing those tweezers into the hole and continue to hit the metal around the edge. It's like, yeah, they think they are reaching in to grab the knee bone. But in reality, that's my last nerve. It's a game of operation. They are trying to collectively tear you apart because they all want you at the same time. So I like to remind them lovingly of all the things in their life I can take away from them to help them understand when they need to act appropriately or so that they remember to use their manners. This is the fun stuff, right? It's when I can take away their cell phone, their Xbox, the play dates with their friends that they are so looking forward to. Or I remind them again that they have not done their chores, their homework, or fed the dog like I asked them to earlier in the day. I swear they made eye contact with me and everything when I asked them to do it, but they act like I'm talking to the wall. What is that about? Is it because they're teenagers? I'm thinking that's it. I have two more games to go, so hang on to your board pieces, pick up those dice, and let's get ready to roll. Chess is the next one. My boys, all of them know how to play chess. My daughter is trying to learn. She does fairly well, unlike myself, who really never became interested in playing chess. I like the more exciting games. I don't like the long, drawn-out, boring games. And in my mind, chess was boring. I know now that it's not. It's all about strategy. In creating moves that will take you to checkmate to win the game. Chess teaches you strategy, patience, cooperation, coping skills, and many other skills you need to be successful in life. You know, all of my boys are very strategic thinkers, especially my third son. From a very young age, he asked many more questions than my other kids did before he would make his final decision. I'll never forget the time that I actually asked him, you know that question your parents asked you, if all of your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump too? Now, for Austin, he doesn't answer right away. He has questions. He needs to know. Well, are we running from someone to get away? How deep is the water? How high is the bridge? Is it my best friend? I'm like, seriously? He cracks me up because he needs detailed information before he's ready to fully commit to his answer. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it delays the decision. But it's okay because the more data you have, the better decision you can make. And the longer you actually take to make your decision, sometimes you get to see the results of others' decisions around you. And that may sway your decision as well. He just thinks differently. And for those people who play the game of chess and that fits your life, way to go. You're definitely working on a strategic mindset. The last game I will bring to you is the game of Clue. This fits multiple times in my life. And the reason is because 
I wish I had a clue. I wish I had a clue about some of the things we were going to experience in our marriage, with our children. There are many things that were left out of those parent books and those marital classes that I think people just didn't want to tell you. Maybe they thought it would be funny if you found out on your own, but I'm telling you, there are some things that a girl should have been warned about. There are so many things that you come across in your life through your marriage, through raising your kids, through your career, just life in general, that you will be challenged with, that will cause stress in your life, that will push you to the very brink of your sanity in some cases. And collectively, these things come together to create the person you have become. This is life, your life, and you are the only person who can decide how that life will go, the decisions that you are going to make, and how you respond to the things that touch your life. There are a lot of things I wish I would have had a clue about, I promise you. And yet, there are some things I'm thankful that I did not know. I'm thankful that they were a surprise because some things that touch your life are so difficult and so hard that if you knew ahead of time, you might sell yourself short thinking you could never get through it. You would never have enough courage or ability or support or love around you to be able to get through it. But living life takes faith. It takes faith in the fact that you know you're going to make it no matter what, that you're going to be able to get up, do life again the next day, and take another spin at the wheel or roll the dice one more time and continue to move your game pieces across the board. I know I can do it because I have God on my side. I have faith in him to know that he has the master plan that I'm living. And the decisions I make along the way impact and change where I end up in the game. But I'm certainly glad that I have faith in him to rely on. And I certainly hope that you have strong faith to continue to play the game. The game changes constantly. You need to be willing to learn how to play new games because that's how they grow and they learn in life, by watching you change the game, learn new challenges, learn new skills, learn how to react differently to new circumstances, change tactics, create new strategies, form new partnerships, become flexible, be adaptable, and grow in life along with the game. You are teaching your kids so much more about life than you know when you play games with them. So as you think to yourself about what board game represents your life right now, I want you to also think about what could you do to help your kids learn how to play the game of life better. What are you passing on to your kids that's going to stick with them to help teach the next generation how to play the game? How do you help them learn when to change the game? Because the game they've been playing is no longer working. I would like to challenge you to share with others by using Facebook, using the hashtag MyBoardGameForLife. Again, that is hashtag MyBoardGameForLife. Let's capture how we are feeling now. I can't wait to see what you share. I'm hopeful that you have games that are happening right now that maybe I haven't heard of. What I would really love to do is bring one lucky listener onto the podcast with me to discuss their life and how they are feeling about things now, and then bring them back on in another month or so and have a retake on where they really feel like they have grown, what they think they have done well, and maybe some missteps that we can all learn from as we move forward in this game of life. 
please participate. This will be so much fun, and I think it's a great learning exercise for all of us as we are all experiencing some of the same things at this point in time in our life with the kids going back to school and the pandemic that continues to move throughout the world. It's a good feeling when you can connect to others around the world knowing that they are going through similar experiences. It makes you feel less alone. We are all in this life together. So we might as well make the best of it by loving and encouraging ourselves and others around us. I cannot wait to see your comments. As always, stay healthy, be safe, and be you, because I'm taken. This episode is sponsored by In His Hands Promotions and Ministries, helping others share their gifts and God's message of love. You can contact them at info.inhishands at gmail.com.